0: Good evening, evening. it's great to see you all this evening, thank you so much for uh, coming out. You've been given a number of uh, resources as you came in this evening and the vast majority of those are for you to keep. There's one thing that is not for you to keep and that's my pens. Now listen. Listen. If you're desperately in need of a pen, if you haven't eaten all week and you need a pen, then please feel free to keep it, but I'll leave it to you to decide whether that's really true of your situation. But just remember, you have just been worshipping a holy God who desires holiness from each one of us. And uh, does, that, does that give you enough inspiration to give me my pen back? All right. And if it doesn't, every pen that you keep That's another pen I've got to spend out of the 43 Trust, which is dedicated to reaching people. So every pen you take, it's one less person we can't reach. You're not convinced at all. Do you think that might work? I was saying to somebody, they said to me on the way, they said, you've given big pens out to everybody. What were you thinking of? So I said, I've got a technique and I'm not, Convinced it's going to work. <laughs> you, you might well be right. Maybe we shouldn't have. But um, great. Okay. So listen. The the plan this evening is to uh, to encourage you, enthuse you, inspire you, and uh, give you some practical resources. And then we're going to go through to kind of some, a time of intercession where we begin to pray for ourselves and begin to pray for our friends. That's plan A for this evening. Let me, uh, let me introduce this evening by telling you that um, about two years ago, I felt God say to me really, really powerfully and profoundly, Mark, you do really, really well uh, equipping people how to share their faith. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. All right. But he said, you don't do anything to do with prayer. And I thought, all right. And it kind of took the shine off a little bit. It was a really strong challenge. And that's probably largely due to the fact that I, as a person, tend to be a bit of an activist. So I tend to kind of try to do stuff and pray about it because I kind of think, oh, I haven't really prayed about it. So I ought to. Is there anybody else here like that or is it just me? Okay, good. One or two of you. 95% 95% of you. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. That's not a problem. And uh, so I felt really challenged by God to do something about it. And, and this is it, folks. This is what my response to God's challenge to me was all about. And uh, so we're going to look at how you can prayerfully invite your friends. Um, let me just tell you a little story. So um, I'm, uh, I'm on my way down to, to Yeovil and I'm doing um, a, a series of events that are called Making a Meal of It, uh, where we basically eat food and then I talk after it, which I think's all right, don't you? Yeah. Sounds all right, doesn't it? So we would be thinking, can we just do the eat food and you not bother talking? I know, I know what you think. No, we can't, all right? So um, I was on my way down to Yovo. Now, I can't remember the exact days, but it was in the middle of May, and I think it was a Wednesday night. I arrived in Yeovil, and we do a men's curry night, a little bit like what you've got advertised. And then we do like a posh pudding night for the ladies. I know you've got a chocolate evening, evening advertised, all right? And uh, so we, we did the curry night. So, um, uh, so I stand up, uh, we've had the curry, uh, and then I kind of make people chuckle and smile a bit, and then present a little bit of the, the Christian message. Now just hold that thought, right? Just hold that there. Let me tell you about Howard. So Howard's quite a friendly chap. He's a vicar, but he is friendly though. <laughs> just, just to kind of labour the point, and uh, he's an Elim vicar, all right. And um, oh, there's definitely whoa! He didn't tell us that. Get out! So, um, uh, so, so, so Howard's a real friendly kind of fella, and uh, and Dougie, Dougie's his postman okay so howard like and dougie they 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 chat a little bit because like dougie puts you know like letters through his not like love letters you know just like general postage letters through his door every morning and they've just had a little bit of a chit chat chit chat chit chat nothing major and then they get chit chat chit chat chit chatting a bit more and it becomes quite friendly howard invites him in for a cup of tea dougie comes in for a cup of tea Dougie goes back out, does a bit more letters, another day comes, another cup of tea, a bit more chit-chat, 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 and so it goes on, okay? So that's Dougie, and that's Howard. Back to the curry night. So hold that one for a few moments. This is powerful storytelling at his best. Watch and learn, all right? So I'm coming down to do this curry night. Howard's thinking, who am I going to invite? He thinks, Dougie, because I've had cups of tea with Dougie. I've had chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat with Dougie. I'm going to invite Dougie. Now, he didn't start chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat with Dougie just so he could kind of like get him to become a Christian. No, 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 no. He started chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat with Dougie just because Howard likes chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat. <laughs> Anybody getting slightly annoyed now by the whole chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat reference? All of you. But that laughter tells me all of you getting a bit annoyed. Anyway, so um, so basically Howard invites Dougie, to this current night, Wednesday night, all right, and, um, and Dougie turns up, so I do my little bit, you see, and, um, and then I do my little responsive bit, and, uh, and Dougie becomes a Christian, ladies and gentlemen, now that's good news, isn't it, all right, so Dougie's having a mild panic now, he's thinking, oh, am I going to tell the wife, it's, it's, it's a fearful thing, isn't it, it's a fearful thing, how am I going to tell the wife? he's having a bit, he's having a bit of a stress, so anyway, he goes back home, plays it cool, calm and collected, and he knows that on the Sunday evening, I think it is, that, um, because I'm there for like five or six days, on the Sunday evening, we've got this thing called Life is a Cabaret, where it's just kind of like, the stuff that you guys are familiar with, singers, somebody doing magic, sorry, gospel object lessons, (laughs) um, (laughs) and stuff, um, and a little bit of this, little bit of that, a little bit of the other, and a little bit of kind of Christian message weave throughout, giving people an opportunity to say yes to God, okay, so, sorry, that was the Saturday night, not the Sunday night, that's quite important, otherwise the next bit of the story don't work, okay, I say story, it's actually true, I'm not making this up as I'm going along, because I'm a bit short of material, okay, so, um, never been short of material, so, um, so, so, now this is the interesting thing, Dougie becomes the Christian on the Wednesday. He's thinking, oh, I'm not going to let the wife know about this. And he thinks, maybe, maybe if I just get her to, like, meet some of the people from the church, but, like, don't tell her them it's a church thing, then that might work. And he's thinking, well, if it don't work, at least he's let her know, so he's no, no worse off, is he? If it does work, then bish, bash, bosh, everything's Okay. So, so Dougie says, right. He says, so he says about Thursday Friday, he goes, darling, uh, or whatever they say in Yeovil, all right, lover, all right. Um, I think that's what they say, innit? Um, um, uh, do you want to come to a cabaret? She said, what sort of cabaret? She said, a cabaret, cabaret. Yeah. What do you mean a cabaret, cabaret? A cabaret where they sing and stuff. She said, oh, all right then. Well, when is it? Saturday night? Where is it? In a building. <laughs> Whereabouts is the building um, in town? What sort of building in town? Big building in town with seats in it. He's having this conversation with her. And she, I mean, you know, she went. I don't know how he managed to sell it to her on that, do you? So, but she went along. So. Now this is the incredible thing, and this is why I want to inspire you, encourage you about tonight. So I'm doing my little kind of talk. Uh, we we've been throughout, and then at the end, I'm giving people an opportunity to say yes to God. Okay, so I'm getting to that bit now, and I'm just saying, say yes to God. Go on, do it, do it. I'm looking at Dougie's wife, saying, say yes to God. Yes, say yes to God. I'm not aware I'm looking at Dougie's wife. I'm just looking at everybody there. And she says, say yes to God, say yes to God. So she thinks, I'm going to say yes to God. Now what's really fascinating is as I'm doing this say yes to God, yes to God, there is a purple light behind me. It's not an angelic visitation, it's the spotlights, all right? But this is the fascinating thing. On Friday night, so Saturday, Friday, the night before, Dougie's wife has had a dream about me. Now, I'll let you decide whether that officially falls in the whole dream camp or more in the nightmare camp. I'll let, I'll let you. But, like, burners and everything. Like, she'd never met me before, never seen me before, never saw a picture. And, like, I'm in the dream. I mean, that is a bit, that's freaking me out. I don't know about her. If I saw me in a dream, I've seen, I mean, I've seen me in a mirror. So in a dream, that's not good, is it? So, I'm, so she's seen me. And, and I'm saying in that dream, say yes to God and there's a purple light behind me in the dream how incredible is that she becomes a Christian on Saturday night thinks to herself how am I going to tell Dougie (laughs) it's just class isn't it absolutely class so she wakes up Sunday morning thinking I've got to tell Dougie because I want to go to the church and Dougie's waking up thinking well that went all right dare I ask her to come to church and kind of, they kind of—they both basically almost approached the subject at the same time and couldn't believe what had happened in each other's life. And Dougie's now firmly rooted. It's the Elim Church in Yeovil. Howard is a guy called Howard Davenport, the minister of the Elim Church in Yeovil. And Dougie's fantastic, plays in the worship band. He plays drums. He's involved with the youth work. It's an incredible thing going on. Now, look. Here's the deal. I—we need to pray. I mean Leon reminded us at the beginning we need to pray and part of this scene is about praying Lord please more of that type of revelation in people's lives that they need that not necessarily dreams about me but you understand what I'm saying I mean that would bring the whole world to Christ if they all had a dream about me wouldn't it that's one way to evangelise and usher in the second coming but, <laughs> but I'm not suggesting that as a general kind of you know technique for evangelism in a post postmodern world but be that as it may Wouldn't it be amazing if, like, God just does all that kind of stuff? So he's doing his bit in the background, which he does. We just want to see more of it, and that's why we're going to be praying this evening. But then we've got to do our bit really, really well, like inviting people, being bold, taking a step. And and we're also going to look at that and pray about that. And that's what this evening's about. It's about engaging the supernatural activity of God through his Holy Spirit in people's lives matching that with our very natural sometimes blundering efforts to try and help people come to faith anybody feel that their effort is a bit of a blundering effort at times i certainly do but we have got this amazing good news to share and i want to encourage us this evening to share that good news because it's absolutely brilliant yeah rubbish network don't worry about that bit all right but what we have is for sharing in it i would pull that out but for copyright reasons i have to leave it in but life is for sharing what we've got for is for sharing now little question here who would have joined in with the dancing yeah who would have watched from the side who was falling asleep that didn't see anybody dancing at all that's all okay I honestly want to pray that what happens tonight is really contagious. Don't you? That actually we've got—I don't know. I guess it depends. It, yeah, I guess what we got—150. I mean, in my newsletter, it'll be 3,000. That doesn't matter. All right. It's just <laughs> the, the, the important thing. All right? But we've got, let's say, let's say, for sake of argument, 150 people here. Like, wouldn't it be wonderful if if we started dancing? to like the tune of what the Holy Spirit is saying this evening. And that as we started to dance to that, that it kind of affected like the rest of the church and they were just kind of caught up with what was happening. And we had this ethos that everything we have is for sharing. When I got trained in my evangelism, the ethos of the organization that trained me is that this is a giveaway ministry. It's like everything we've got is for giving away. Jesus said, freely you have received freely give. And that's what I want to pray, get stoked up in our hearts this evening and our minds that we leave here with this sense of, I can really, really do this. I can share what is in me. Now, let me just explain something to you. I love this story. And this for me is what we're calling people to do, what we're calling our friends to do. You know, when we invite people to events, we're not inviting them to events. We're inviting them to consider Jesus. We're inviting them to have a little look. At, at this particular moment in time, they haven't had a look at him. And so we're saying, look, come and have a little look. We're saying what this lady said. and it's one of my favorite uh, passages in the Bible because I, I, I've looked and uh, I've, I've probably said this here before, but I'm going to say it again because I quite like it. You're, never, you're not going to find a more significant moment in the whole of the bible in terms of jesus meeting with one person and the impact it has oh i mean just think just imagine is is there a person in your community or in your network who if 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 they met with jesus the impact of them meeting with jesus would would go beyond the impact you ever dreamed about and here's here's this lady meets jesus starts to follow him says to the rest of her community come and see a man who told me everything i ever did could this be the messiah they came out of the town and made their way towards him and then it says many of the samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony he told me everything i ever did they said to the woman we no longer believe just because of what you have said so there's a transition takes place that we we think people have got to believe because of what we have said. I don't ever want people to believe because of what I've said. That's why when I do evangelistic talks, if you've ever listened, I'm not saying you haven't, it sounds a little bit like me parental, didn't it? That if you've ever if you ever listened, I don't say to people what you're gonna do with what you've heard. I'm not bothered about what they've heard from me. I say to people, God's calling you. And there's a reason I do that. It's because God impacted me one day through that wonderful passage where it says we are Christ's ambassadors as though God himself was making his appeal through us. Now I know that it's more than just in terms of evangelism, in terms of preaching. And yet it's definitely true in that instance. As much as it's true everywhere else, when you share the gospel, when you engage in conversation with somebody, I honestly believe God is appealing to that person through you. And so it's not the words that she said. That's not. We no longer believe just because of what you have said. We started to believe that maybe this was the Messiah. But now you see, we've heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. And that's 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 the ethos that ought to be the focus of our evangelism. So it's not about you trying to convince and convert people. No we will pray like mad and we will chat like mad and invite like mad but we're saying to people hey come on this journey with me come and come and meet this man now to help you do that i've given you a couple of practical resources in your hand uh or on your seat or whatever um, if you could take the the, the biggest resource uh, that that folds you'll i've i've put it all upon here on the screen um so in the middle of that you've got two sections now let me just say you, you might already be meeting with people to pray together that's grand you can incorporate this into that you could meet with a, a couple of different people uh, it might be that you do it in life groups or what's the name of the small groups here, Leon? sorry life group. hey that was a fluke wasn't it all right never underestimate the power of the fluke ladies and gentlemen okay so um churches call them so many different things but it might be that you think no actually i'll engage with this in the life group that i'm attending if you're not attending a life group to engage with then start attending a life group and speak to whoever you need to speak to about that but basically let's start thinking who are we going to pray with about our friends and not just about our friends but actually, about ourselves, we want to support each other. So this is like prayer triplets, but different. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, it will do in only moments. And if it doesn't do in only moments, get yourself off an early night because it's not going to get any clearer. All right. So <laughs> the idea behind this is that we basically pray for two of the people in their evangelism so obviously if there's three of you in a group two of them are praying for you in case you're not good at math so we're just basically praying and supporting one another and find out all all this is a framework not a straight jacket it's a phrase i often use all right so it's not like it's not like you know if you don't do this it's not going to work it's just anything that we do is much much better than nothing so we want to do something, but we want to try and do it in a focused way, an organized way. Because if you're anything like me, and I'm sure in lots of ways you are, it's like when you feel inspired or challenged, you go, right, I'm going to do that. And we do it like to the extreme. You know when you feel challenged to get and pray a little bit more, you go, right, set me alarm clock. Four o'clock in the morning. Get up. Four o'clock in the morning. You do it on Monday. Tuesday's a bit tough, in it? Wednesday, you do it, but you fall asleep just after you started your prayer, all right? And have you ever nodded off when you're praying and done all that? And then you feel guilty, then you feel rubbish, so then you don't do it, yeah? So let's not have any overreaction here. Better to think, yeah, I can rock with this and roll with this and do it in a managed way and develop a rhythm of this kind of stuff. Better to do it a little bit, a lot, than, than a lot, a little bit. Does that make sense? That is a deep theological phrase, that is, some of you are going to have to ponder that and put it in your journal and do a study on it, all right, but that's much, much better, because it's this ongoing prayer, but it obviously keeps your focus out there as well, so who is it you'd like to be praying with, and then you've got the other bit, uh, which is like three boxes, and in those three boxes, you put at the top, my friends are, that's where you put your friends, okay, okay, uh, their friends are, that's where you put their friends, and uh, their friends are, that's where you put the other person's friends. Is that clear? Do I need to run past that again for you? Yeah? So, <clears throat> so we'll tell you what we're going to do then. We're going we're to just, we're going to put this into practice now. Now, what you've also got handed to you is a very, very high quality post-it note. These are not your cheap stuff. These are from Staples. Went and hand-picked them myself, you know. Love Staples. Have I told you about that? Love. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but I do. So um, you've been given two post-it notes. Now, don't write anything yet with my pens. Don't write anything just yet. Hold fire. The reason I've given you post-it notes is because I want you to, in a few seconds, I want you to engage with this and just spend a few moments by yourself thinking about who would the people be that you'd like to pray with who would the people be that you'd like to pray for i.e your friends okay now i don't i i'm, I'm a little bit like oh man it's like i would just fill that white box and then go oh wish I'd have filled it with those all right other people, like you get them to commit to a white box and they start twitching because, you know, they need to go away and spend three or four weeks praying and fasting over it, all right? So we've managed to combine. We've managed to give those of you who are a bit impetuous and those of you start twitching when you commit things to paper. So you've got two post-it notes. So all of us can just begin to put down on these post-it notes who it is that we'd love to pray with and pray for um, in terms of helping them share their faith and who it is we'd love to pray for in terms of seeing them come to faith. Now be practical. Don't say me anti-flow in Australia. all right You know, but if you want to pray for her, that's fine. But these are about the people that we're going to seek to try and believe that God might use us to reach uh, in the context of this local church. Do put your anti-flo, but maybe get a spare post-it and stick her on there. Not literally stick her on there. She'll get upset. Just the name will do. right? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of music. I don't know how light it is, so we might need to quickly drop the volume down in a mad panic. Okay, but I'm going to play, and I'm going to give you four minutes and 57 seconds. It's that specific, because that's the length of the track, all right? So I couldn't find one for five minutes, so we're just going to have to go 4.57, all right? So So you get your post-it note ready? Have you got it at the ready? This is cutting-edge visual presentation. If you're looking at the screen now, Another post it has appeared. Uh, that is another level, ladies and gentlemen. You won't get that anywhere for which you must give God thanks. OK, so fire away. If you want to chat to people about it, you can do. If you just want to think about it yourself, if you want to pray about it, if you want to scribble, that's absolutely fantastic. If you're married and you want to do it as a couple, then you can do. If there's somebody here that you fancy. Go and do it with them see what happens. Okay. Now, anybody look at their list of things of, or people who they would like to pray for to become Christians and look at that and go, I need to get out a lot more. Some of you think that, maybe. And sometimes it does highlight, um, actually, I've got really nobody that I can engage with. So one lesson to learn from tonight is Howard and Dougie. Just just be friends. I was chatting to uh, an Ealing minister a few years ago. Actually, it was Nigel Tween. I'm not just saying it because he's here. though just mention I quoted him. and and give him a standing order form, all right? But um, I'm only joking. Um, He said, wouldn't it be great if Christians were just nice? And I thought, there's a bit of truth in that because let's just be nice. Let's just try being nice to people. It kind of catches people off guard a little bit when you're nice to them. And I've just decided to build friendship with people that are my kind of people. So I've got like piles of people that I know that aren't Christians, and I've not like I've not like gone sharking for non Christians. It's that I'm, no, I'm just it's just like friends, isn't it? It's just like spending time with people. And and now they're inviting themselves to the events that I'm running at my church. Twelve months ago, I'd, I'd been inviting them. It makes it a little bit tricky for me to say, "Hey, do you want to come and hear me speak?" It's a little bit arrogant, isn't it? But because you really should, all right? You know, but. Uh, sorry but I did (laughs) Um, because we they were fascinated by kind of what I did really but now they're starting to say to me oh you know that reason to believe course? I saw it on Facebook that you're doing when when you're doing that again can I come and they're starting to ask now and we've had amazing conversations with people you've got to be prepared to spend a bit of time with them and build genuine friendships and, and and create space but I tell you what, there is no shortage of people who are searching in this world. Honestly, there, there really, really isn't. And I believe evangelism at its simplest level is finding out where God's at work in people's lives and kind of getting stuck in. That, that, that's what it is. So I want to be really, really encouraging you just to get in amongst people and start just kind of living. I love that phrase. I know we use it a lot, but I actually quite like it, do life, because life's a verb. <laughs> so let's kind of do life. Let's just kind of do it, really, and, and do what you do with people. And honestly, you'll be amazed at what God opens up. It's, it'll, be, it'll blow you away, it'll stagger you. But you've got to create the space, the unagendered space. Just simple friendship, build that. And it'll be amazing what God does. So gather these people together. Now, listen, I'll let you work out how you're going to take this forward. Practically, I don't know what the leadership of the church might have some thoughts on what, what they would like to see happen, but just, just take this and run with it. On the back, the idea, listen, these are prepared for cross all denominations, right? You, you, you might not want to read a prayer, but read it and understand the idea behind it. So, like, so I pray for... The first little bit is like the names of the people that you 're praying with, so I pray for Dave and John and myself give us opportunities and confidence to invite our friends to events and to share our faith with them. Help us to be bold, sensitive, and authentic. Those are three really good things to help us get the right balance of that, so just be praying help help us lord these these bunch of People that I'm praying with just help us to to get it right, but to be bold and not to be frightened, but help us to couple that with sensitivity and authenticity. And then I pray for, and you're whacking the names of the people that you're praying for, and I love this phrase, that you will warm their hearts to finding out about you. Lead them to say yes to you and claim the promise in the Bible, that's what they're there for, that whenever two or three gather together in my name, I am there in the midst. Let's actually believe that maybe God's there listening to our prayers and acting upon them. And what this does, it has the sheer power of releasing God's power. Because as we've been reminded at the beginning, if God do not work, we're stuck. And, and I don't understand. Do you know what? The longer I've been a Christian, I think I'm probably more confused about how prayer works or don't work now than I ever have been. Anybody else feel that? Sometimes I I just think, and I start thinking, I'll just go. Do you know what? It's stress city trying to work it out. I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to crack on with it. I kind of probably think that's probably what I should have done to start with, but my brain just gets a little bit giddy and excited at times. God does do stuff when we pray. I don't know why he doesn't do stuff when we don't. I just know that he does stuff when we pray, and I'm not gonna focus on what he won't do if we don't, I'm just gonna actually he does when we do, so therefore the logic says, let's do it, so that he does. Yeah. It's not rocket science, is it? It's a little bit disappointing expecting a little bit more than that, won't you? But that's the word for today, crack on. <laughs> crack on. All right, thus saith the Lord. All right, crack on. All right. But so look, here's the deal let's get praying for people. That's what we want to do. And um, let's really encourage each other. Now, how often do you pray? I don't know. It's it's, it's a a framework. Just find something that's going to work. Now, look, the wonders of technology, okay? You might not be able to find a time because we're all busy people when you can all three get together all the time. So what you could do, which is what I've been doing with some of my friends that I've committed to pray about some of my other friends, some friends around the country, is I have a bit of a FaceTime with one of them and then a FaceTime with another and then we might have a Skype and if you don't know how to do that you're going to have to have a coffee with somebody and do it that way, aren't you? you know, meet them in their home, you know, good old-fashioned stuff but maybe if time doesn't work just find a way that it's going to work now listen, there's got to be a little bit of sacrifice in there, I mean not too much pain you no, but a little bit of sacrifice, we are going to have to just, you know, inconvenience ourselves a little bit, because I think, I think probably Jesus did that, didn't he? He kind of inconvenienced him, been, can't say it twice in one night, he <laughs> inconvenienced himself, and I, you know, I'm not laying guilt on you, because that's, you, you know me well enough, that's not my nature, but you know what, we, we have got to make a bit of a sacrifice, haven't we? We've got to do it, it's like there's a whole bunch of people who don't know Jesus. And folks, I'm not even saying to you, I want you to lead ten people to law by next Monday. I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying, can we begin to really pray for people and be available to share our story with people and invite them along to events? And I know it's really pressurizing. You know when you want to broach the subject with somebody, it can be quite hard, can't it? You know, it can be a little bit a little bit awkward, a little bit difficult. And that's why it's really important that we just we prayerfully invite our friends so that we don't arrive at that moment and it's just something happens and we just kind of evades us. So it can be a little bit pressurizing and I'm sure you've all experienced these moments because it is nerve-wracking. Now, I can't get my head around that because it's like I, I don't need to pray for three weeks when I'm inviting a mate to coffee. So why is it suddenly become this massive thing? I don't say to my wife, love, I'm going to have to pray. I'm just about to invite my mate to Costa. And I don't know whether he's going to say yes or no. Can we just like pray together about it and get my prayer triplet together? And yet the minute it's like I'm going to invite a friend to an event, all of a sudden we stress out. And I think we've lost some of the, the relaxedness about our Christian faith. And I think the more we do life with people and we get used to going places with them and they're coming places with us, I think we'll find it a little bit easier to invite people. So let's relax about it. Let's chill out about it. But here's a couple of things that you can do just to prayerfully invite your friends. Because I think we should prayerfully invite our friends, not because we're petrified or because we find it awkward, but because it's a spiritual thing. We're inviting them, come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. And when we're inviting them to events, what events do is two things. Number one, they enable your friend to hear a presentation of the gospel in a way that maybe you couldn't do it. Both from a skill basis, ability basis, communication basis, but also because you're personally involved with that person And it becomes hard to explain the entirety of the gospel sometimes to the people that you most love. Does that make sense? So if you, and and, you know, you've got a great array of events here at the church. Massive array of events that you can start to bring your friends along. There's events where people can say what I call the big yes. There's events where people can say what I call the little yes. And there's events where what I call people can say the healthy maybe that they can kind of just explore a, a little bit. And 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 Zion does those things really, really, really well. So let's bear that in mind as we're inviting people along. So look, your next card, pick this up. Now, most of this is self-explanatory, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But let me just give you a folding instruction, all right? Because some of you are thinking, which way do I fold it, all right? So as you look, just to double check now. Yeah, no, it's right. As you look at your card, hold it so that you have the pray for the right opportunity on your left hand side here. And now the invitation on your right hand side here. Can you see that? Now watch carefully. I'm going to do it your way. All right. Because if I do it this way, you'll fold it the wrong way. All right. Because we've got the dodgy angles. All right. So have you got that? Here it is. It's very simple. Fold it thus. And what you should have is ask God who to invite. Yes. Have you got it? Yes. Who's not got it? Who feels the right Burke because it's not rocket science and you just... It's like those doors, isn't it? Do they, do they open in or out? And you always do the wrong way, don't you? All right. So we, we couldn't stretch in the budget to getting them pre-folded. So you have to do it yourself. All right. So, look, I've I put them up on the screen so you can see them. Look, when it, be, when it comes to praying for your friends and events, so this is what, this is what I want to encourage you. So, you've got, you've got this where you're praying for your friends generally. Okay, so you might want to use that at one time. Find the best way for it to work. My suggestion is just have this stuck in your Bible and just pray for people. You know, when you're having communion, think to yourself, who would I love to be sharing communion with? Those sorts of things that just help you pray for people and have the list there, so So pray for those anyway in your friend's friends. This one is designed so that you can keep it in your wallet. Um, and, and basically, the idea is that this is more specifically when it comes to inviting people to an event. Now, you might choose to take panel one, ask God who to invite, and panel two, pray for the right opportunity. You might just be generally praying about those. You might not. You might choose to leave those and when you know there's a, a set of certain types of events, then maybe you engage that. Whatever's going to keep you praying long-term time with, long term with freshness is, is the best way. However you use this is entirely up to you, but, but use it. So ask God who you should invite. And when God shows you somebody, don't invite them yet. Just say, Lord, I pray they say yes. I pray they say yes to coming along. Lord, is, is there anybody else? That you want me to invite? They might be people on here. They might not be people on here. But Lord, who who is it that I should be inviting for people? Who is it that you're specifically at working in the people that I know? Did you know you are unique to your circle of influence? Take all the people that you know, stick them in a room. Could be risky, but stick them in a room, and nobody knows all those people like you do. You are unique to your circle of influence, and as such have got a unique ability and a unique way to to pray for them and to articulate this stuff with them. So don't invite them yet, but just keep praying, keep praying. And then you're going to pray for the right opportunity to invite the person. Now, sometimes we invite people along to events, along to Alpha or whatever, in Christianity evening, Sunday morning meetings, whatever. We invite them along and they say no, and we get disheartened and it's not because they didn't want to come. It's just that we weren't sensible. I had a phone call about 12 months ago from a friend of mine. He says, Mark, I've been doing your prayer stuff. I'm disappointed. I went, okay, tell me why. So then I, took, I did it all, prayed for my friend. He invited him to a, a long to event um, a few days away. Um, he, he said no. I said, oh, that's really sad. Keep praying. I said, is there any reason why he said no? Yeah, he said he didn't think he should. I said, oh, so why did he not think he should. He said, well, his wife had just given birth a couple of days before. Might I suggest that's not the right time to invite people. Even if he's that close to becoming a Christian, his wife's probably going to kill him in a breath. All right? So we've got to be careful. It's like, you know, if if people are shattered and tired, like I've tried to say to my girls, seven o'clock in the morning before me cup of tea, it's not a good time to ask me anything. I've tried to say that to Emma as well, seven o'clock in the morning, love, it's not good to ask me anything, in fact, love, between the hours of 9am in the morning and 9am the following morning, it's not a good time to ask me about things, (laughs) not a good time, so we've got to be sensible about about the opportunity, so Lord, help us to get the opportunity right to invite the person. You know, what type of event, God, should this person be coming along to? And actually, the more you engage in evangelism and conversation, you'll pick that up. See, if they've got an issue with suffering, you think, ah, something like a course that deals with that might be appropriate. If somebody says, oh, I just need a night out, a bit of a giggle and you've got one of these types of events that is low level, you say, well, at our church, we're doing something. There's a little bit of Christian stuff in there, but you know, it's really light touch. Why don't you come along? And if people are thinking about the Christian faith and you've got different things that you can invite them along to. So use these menus of events really wisely. Be praying, Lord, which is the right event for that person? Do you know what? Sometimes the right event we think is the right event isn't always the right event. So, give you an example. My friend, uh, I was doing a, a curry night, much like the one that you're having in a few weeks' time. I was doing a curry night at his church a little while back. He, he invited his friend. His friend said, Oh, no, I no, don't really feel comfortable about coming along and eating with a load of people that I've not met before. Does that make sense? You know, we all think, Oh, that's the right type of event, get them along. And he's going, No, don't. He says, Do you have any meetings on a Sunday? And my mate goes, "Uh, yeah, you don't want to come along to that, do you? And he went, well, yeah, I do, actually. And it's like, oh, all right, do you want to come along to that then? So he came along, all right? So I think sometimes saying no to one, it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't come to anything. It's just not right for them. And don't be disheartened if you invite them to something and they're really positive and then they don't come up to it. They ring up and say, I'm a bit tired. We can get so disheartened about that. Listen, folks, be honest with yourself. You love Jesus and church, but are there not times when you think, oh, stuff that for a game of soldiers. I'm going to have an early bath and a glass of champagne. Do you know what I mean? You just, you don't, you don't, and you love Jesus, you want to be there. And some of you have taken nights off and Leon said, never do that again or your tide's going up, all right, but it's a joke, it's a joke. But does that make sense? So this is for us in it who like love Jesus. So just be sensible. Don't don't go all kind of like defeated because somebody's not said yes or and maybe they've said yes, they've not come along. Don't stop asking them. Just chill out about it and relax about it. So Lord, what type of event? Pray for courage. Pray that it's natural. Pray they say yes, but don't invite them yet. And then you might want to take the next two panels. Um, when it gets more closely to when you're going to invite somebody so be praying like how how did God say what type of event did God say Lord again give me courage but then invite them and give them an invitation to come along now one of the things that I do when I'm inviting my friends along to something that I've not invited them along to anything before I'll take a generic invitation thus and I'll get a personal invitation thus from a little invitation card shop. You know the sort that you send for 21st birthday party? Something like that. And I'll stick the generic alpha invitation into one of those and do a little personal note, a little personal letter. And I'll say, hey, look, we're running a course at church. I'd I'd love to invite you along. Think creatively. There's loads of different things you could do. Maybe you, you like the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, didn't you, all right? But maybe, maybe create a Facebook event and invite all your friends on Facebook. It's like, you know, like if you haven't spoken to friends for years, and then you suddenly ring up and say, do you want to come along to a Christmas comedy event? All right, it might seem a bit weird. But if you've done it through Facebook, why not invite them through Facebook? So a few years ago, I was due to do Reason to Believe in Newcastle. A guy at the church puts on a Facebook event, Reason to Believe, Newcastle Elim, invites all of his friends. One of his friends inboxes him and says, yeah, love to come to that not a Christian, love to come to that, comes along and becomes a Christian. And now he's in the church inviting his mates to come along to different, all because my, this guy got a little bit creative. So just think a little bit out of the box about inviting people, how we can be creative with it. And then, um, pray they won't change the mind. Because notwithstanding what I've just said, there is a spiritual dynamic to all of this where the devil really doesn't want people to even begin to th- consider the Christian faith, let let alone to to become a Christian. So let's be wise to that. There are practical reasons why people might change their mind. But actually there can sometimes be spiritual reasons. Have you noticed people that you invite sometimes become ill? Let there's the balance with all of this, isn't it? Because we don't want to see like a demon behind every bush shelter, do we? But by the same token He's not happy. He's really not happy about people considering Christ. And I think we just need to be a little bit wise to that and begin to pray into that. And then, final thing uh, before you invite them, maybe about a week or so, be praying, Lord, pray they say yes to you. And whatever that yes is, it's a big yes, a little yes, or even a healthy maybe. Whatever that needs to be for them is the right thing. So let's just pray that. Pray that, Lord. Pray they say yes to you. Pray they belong. We believe in that, don't we? You, you know of people who've come to faith because they felt they belonged here and what the church is doing and, and often belonged before they even became Christians. Let's pray that it'll last. Let's pray they help others. In the events that I run in my church, we've got people inviting their friends along and they haven't even become Christians yet. But they're fact, inv- Oh, is it alright if I bring my mates that'd really love this? No. Yeah, of course it is. Bring them along, so let's pray. I think I think evangelism can happen even when somebody's not a Christian. Just like this lady hadn't been a Christian that long. And in fact, she wasn't a hundred percent sure, was she, if you think about it, could this be the Messiah? Come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the messiah? So she was inviting people to come along to see somebody. She wasn't even sure if it was or not at that particular time. In fact, in the, if you read the text, the ones that became Christians were more sure about this Jesus and who he was than, than she was at that particular moment in time. So I think God can work in any way that he wants to work. So let's, let's pray they help with us. Make some final arrangements and then bring them. Listen, it can be a really scary thing walking through the doors of a place you don't know I'm a pretty confident person and even when I walk into somewhere that I'm not familiar with I feel a little bit awkward sometimes and and I'm like fairly fairly confident you may have noticed but I can sometimes a little bit you know it's not not quite where I'm at so like just be aware of that maybe make a bit more of a bigger evening so when I'm if I can invite my friends along I'll, I'll set up some stuff and we'll just go on have little drinky poos in a local bar before it happens and then um, and then bring them along and um, that can just help a little bit it takes the focus off the venue quite as much so there's a few practical things but now we're going to start moving into praying and that's going to take us through till about half past nine and um, we're going to begin to kind of gather up some of the stuff that we've been thinking of and uh, and some other bits of stuff as well And we're going to begin to pray. So I wonder whether Mark and the guys uh, for the band, they're just going to come and play uh, whilst we're praying. And if you want to get up and walk around, if you want to kneel, sit, whatever you want to do, we might do some worship during the middle of our, let's just be really, really open. But one thing I do want to say is we're going to have to take some steps, folks. I'm convinced that the reason people don't get healed is because I take no risk and pray for them. People, generally speaking, won't become Christians unless we engage them and bring them along. So we've got to take a bit of a step of faith. And there is a risk involved. And um, some of the sound guys are now going to be twitching because there's no sound coming out of this video. And there's not meant to be, so don't worry. All right, sometimes we we just need to take a bit of a step, a a little bit of a step of faith. And it might feel that we're being a bit vulnerable and it might it might feel like we're right on the edge and and is this going to work and what we're doing and some of you starting to feel queasy now already as you're looking at this clip all right and it is going to sometimes feel a little bit like that but you know what let's make ourselves vulnerable trusting in God and Leon's going to have to go see a doctor very quickly he's had he's had more than enough of that thank you very much so let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. I'm going to lead us through a few kind of bits of things that we can begin to, to pray into. And, um, and, and hopefully helping us to feel a little bit more. Do you want me to move it on? <laughs> Some of you are going, I haven't listened to a word you've said for the last two minutes. Look at that. You see the guy doing the pull-ups like that on the edge. Anyway, moving on. There's a few white. Factors. Is that? I mean, it's static, but it's still a bit scary, isn't it? Okay, so let's begin to pray and uh, let's stand, shall we? Let's stand and just begin to worship the Lord. Begin to pray. I'm going to talk you through. This is going to be like a what we call a prayer concert. We're going to intercede. If you want to turn and pray for the people next to you about these different areas, do that. If you want to pray. By yourself, you want to turn to somebody and say, listen, this is something I identify with. But I'm believing that tonight, as we've done a little bit of looking at the we've worshipped, we've looked at the scriptures. We've got a biblical example of what we're talking about. We've done a little bit of learning. We've got some resources. And now we're moving into some prayer and some intercession. I'm just believing that God's going to make a difference, aren't you? That's what we need to expect and believe tonight. So let's just begin to pray to him now. Praise your Lord Jesus. Praise your Lord Jesus. We worship your name, Lord. We worship your name, Lord. I want to encourage you to to Go for it. I just encourage you to, to really go for it. To really think, oh, do you know what? What the heck? I'm just going to really go for it. In a few moments, we're going to uh, finish with a song, and Leon will, go, Leon will come and, and finish the evening. But let me, let me encourage you with these words Surely, surely I am with you always. I love it because it's God saying, look, it's a given. <laughs> It's a given you. You make a commitment to make disciples. And surely I am with you. And then he said to Moses, I'll help you speak well. I'll tell you what to say and how to say it. And then that encouragement that the harvest is plentiful. Folks, it's out there. There are people out there. I honestly believe it's not preacher speak. There are people out there who are ready to receive Jesus. I meet them all the time. I meet them all the time. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a shock. But there are people out there. There are people in your street who are ready to meet you, who are ready to begin that little journey. To say either, well, maybe, maybe there's something in that that's healthy, maybe. Could you make yourself available for that? Let's pray. Let's pray. And then we're going to finish with a song. Father, we, Lord, we come. To you, in our weakness, Lord, we're not going to pretend that um, a couple of hours looking at this is necessarily uh, going to totally, radically taken away all fear, Lord. You do that, but Lord, we know that actually, faith really shows itself when we stare fear in the face and we walk through it and beyond it and past it, and it doesn't hold us back. So, Father, I pray that through tonight, through the resourcing, through the praying. Through the chit-chat, through the laughter, through your word, through through, through being here and believing that you can, you've done something in us. Help us to be uh, continually prayerful about reaching out to our friends and help us to step up into a new place and to step out into a new place of faith. As we have this incredible privilege of articulating your truth and your reality to people who were made to know you. Lord, we give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord.